Dealing with mess can feel like an impossible task. It just keeps coming back. Well, today we're brought to you by the organization experts, IKEA. IKEA knows we all have those areas in our homes consumed by mess, whether it be that chair that collects all your clothes or the monstrous pile under your bed. That's why IKEA makes affordable wardrobe organizers, underbed storage, and other solutions to help you easily take back that chair and conquer the mess monster under your bed. Visit IKEA to explore more. You can't afford mess, so IKEA makes storage affordable. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys, it's Jackie from Page 7. I'm here to let y'all know that you can listen to Page 7 for free on Spotify. You can download all the episodes with a free account. And, yes, you would. All us Podcast Network episodes are already over there. So why don't you mosey on your butts down to the Spotify app and listen to Page 7 for free on Spotify to get new episodes as soon as they come out. Because I want to get them hot out of the oven so I can burn my mouth. Uh-oh, it's an annoying one this week, guys. Oh, God. one 877 kids K-A-R-S Cosmos Put your headphones back on, Holden. one 877 This is not unfounded. This is actually because of research of which we are going to discuss today that it has been stuck in my head and bam! Bam! I just fucking emerald it into your face, right? Is that what he said? Did he say bash? What did he say? He said uh, slap. He said bam, right? Bam, slap. right? Emerald Gossi. <laughs> yeah, that's a slap. reference. A slap. We got to it. A timely, it. timely reference. Jackie, I was just so pleased. I was like, man, I'm having this really stressful week. Let's see what we're going to talk about this week on page seven. And I opened up the email and I was just like, thank God. The, the 1877 cars for kids. The, the just the most necessary thing to bring back, <laughs> the thing that no discuss. one hates and everybody loves, and it doesn't just immediately get stuck in your head. And then it's also just founded on so much awful garbage. Why did this? Why did this come into your lexicon as of late? Well, I definitely like had a. Re- hey guys, hey, I am Jackie Zabrowski. Welcome uh, to Page Seven. Um, I'm holding. I'm the party one. <laughs> I'm Molly. Molly, and I support cars. <laughs> F O R space K I D S, and I don't know why uh, you're so anti cars for kids. <laughs> well, cars for kids. The um, the actual company is not good. A uh, word on the street is. But on top of it, they are making a new. They just made a new cars for kids commercial with new kids and i'm just so used to the old commercial that i'm i was excited to see the new one and even though they gave them almost nothing i think it was like 50 dollars for the entire day for these kids to come and do a commercial which also has got to be some sort of illegal right everything about cars for kids doesn't make any sense of course cars kids shouldn't have cars i mean who it's it's very confusing uh, what the cause is. I've never quite known what the cause is. Well, this is where I started going into the worm time of Cars for Kids. So if you guys are not aware, so I started singing this at dinner the other night with Got Daddy's parents who are wonderful and they didn't know what the hell I was talking about. I was like, it's Cars for Kids. 
cars for kids. So I don't <laughs> think it is just an I don't think it's just an Eastern coast thing but I, I thought it was everywhere I, i've heard it on the radio here but i don't think the commercial is a, as big of a thing on the west coast but apparently they also got in trouble and had to they were fined one hundred and thirty thousand dollars because they weren't saying that this charity organization that the money goes solely to day camps that promote education of non-observant jewish kids <laughs> to not. teach them about orthodox judaism um, which they that wasn't even ever brought up, and so they were fined that they weren't talking about this in the commercials or on the website. So what did they do to change it? They changed the logo that it used to be a kid in a car with a dog in the back of the car, and now they just slapped a yarmulke on the kid. And they're like, see? We did it. Now everybody knows. I got to say, <laughs> I knew it was some weird charity organization. Again, completely unclear to me what the – what was happening to the cars? What kids needed them? Uh, why was the I, I was like, are the cars being like processed and turned sold for steel, and then is the money being donated to the children, or is it donating cars to kids whose parents don't have cars? I don't understand. But I gotta say that if you had asked me what creepy charity organization is behind this, I would have guessed some weird Christian one because yeah. it's always some weird Christian one. But no, no. Oh, man. the Orthodox Jews, different which... religious organization uh, behind it, and that was a surprise. Yeah, for sure. And I just, as someone that has been plagued by the Cars for Kids theme for most of my lives, it, it apparently came out in two thousand and four. But if you had if you had had a gun to my head, I would have been saying, like, my entire life. This has <laughs> right. been around forever. This has been a part of my brain. My problem is that I, I hope that it, I mean, I don't hope I wouldn't wish this upon my enemy, but this is the song that no matter what, no matter what I'm thinking, I think about this song at least once a week. Yeah, for me, this is much more connected to my journey to New York as a young man mm -hmm. with a little corn cob hat, you mm -hmm. know what I mean, and my little bag on a stick that I took to New York City. Your all, bindle. My bindle all, and all and a boy all covered in soot with a big dream I to be the loudest. I forgot you always, you were pig pen. Yeah. Yes, to be the loudest <laughs> farter in Coney Island during the fart competition. Turns out that's not a real competition. I made it up in my head. But when I got here, Cars for Kids, and then also, it was two things, uh, by watching the news. A, the Bronx is always on fire, <laughs> and B, uh, Cars for Kids is a thing, is a charity, is a song that you will never forget for the rest of your life. That was forever. The, yeah, that was the for me. That was nine eleven too. <laughs> I um, this makes never me, forget. <laughs> when I moved to New York, shortly after I had moved to New York, I needed to get rid of a car. Uh, Whoa! So you used this? I didn't. I, I, I. But it makes me remember this. Oh, I was like, okay. "How do I get rid of a car?" <laughs> and I didn't. Now I'm wondering why didn't I call one eight seven seven cars for kids? Because I definitely knew the song by that point because I had been in New York for more than a day, uh, and I had no idea how to get. We, we had this car that uh, my brother and I had shared that had driven back and forth between Minnesota and New York like ten times, and that then his uh, the people he was doing sketch comedy with had used for years uh, that we had like made a bunch of movies and videos with there was just it was so trashed it didn't run it was just an absolute shell of a car and we were like how do we need to get rid of this and we were leaving town the next day for like set a, it on fire a yeah. week and a half and we knew we were gonna get <laughs> we were already drowning in parking tickets like hundreds of dollars of parking tickets oh, and we were like we have to get rid of this car and so we drove around queens looking for somebody to take the car we knew we wouldn't get any money for it and we finally found this like uh car will take your car guy and he looked in the car and he looked at us and he was like be straight with me. 
Has someone been living in this car? Because <laughs> there was a carton of eggs in the car that we couldn't explain, and lots of other clothes and bags of groceries and stuff. And uh, and so finally, the guy took the car. But but I am now just like so racked with the guilt for not finding to out giving what it to a child what cars for kids would have done with it. Well, I don't think they would have done what you wanted them to do with it from the way it turns out, right? I mean, what is the process here, Jackie? You it's did also, the hard there's work. There's been a lot of there's been a lot of problems with where the money is going and what they're yeah. doing with the money Classic and charity kerfluffle. It is it there's a lot of kerfuffles involved with the entire organization is what it seems like. So it's probably for the best that you didn't but I think that really the best thing to do with a car like that, get your rage out on it. Yeah. I've always wanted <laughs> it's like back in the day when we heard about those there's like those places that you can pay to go into and like destroy a bunch of things. Oh yeah, those I just want to take a bat to a car. I want to graffiti all over the car, my car, and then I just want to destroy it, destroy it, destroy it. <laughs> I can see Do that. I have well, a problem? I just know that with my luck, I'll go and go into one of those rooms and I will leave with an injury. Yeah, There's, oh yeah. It will definitely bite me in the ass. Every time I've gotten mad enough to play a Smash Smash game, I have always walked away with some sort of hurt hurt on my hand hand. Have you ever punched a, a hole in your wall? Um. Yeah, I believe I have done that. I don't know. I don't really get um, violent against anim- inanimate things when I get mad a lot anymore unless I play Street Fighter. So I've been trying to stay <laughs> away from that a little bit. I used to get really angry at video games, but I would um I had to do I had to show my anger in ways that would not alert my parents to them anger because then they'd stop they wouldn't let me keep playing the video games. So I would scream into a pillow. Wow. I would bite my controller, which I'm really embarrassed about. I would there were Ooh. teeth marks all over me. That was a way for me to like be mad and and or and bite, not break it or bite my hand. I would bite my own hand. Wow. Yeah, because then I could get mad and show it, and then I would hurt myself enough, and then I'd learn the true meaning of fucking Christmas. I don't know. I guess I still have anger problems. I got to work out, Jackie. <laughs> have, have you ever Adam Driver's character slash Noah Baumbach punched a hole in the wall? Unfortunately, yes. I used to. Bra- I mean, that was a. I I was an anger manager for a long time, and I used to really break things, and but also. So I would never break other people's things. I would break my own things. And that's not okay. And that is something I learned. And then it was the kind of thing that my mom would see that I had done it. And she's like, well, now you don't get another one. Okay. Uh-huh. So, so what is the process, Jackie, now that you've gone through the therapy? Let's yeah, say I'm, I'm the mailman and I just called you a bitch. How are you going to <laughs> quell the rage? Well, I say, yes, you are correct. But have you? Been, who have you been talking to in my family? <laughs> That's my first question. Um, it's all breathing techniques. I uh-huh. use a lot of breathing. I okay. take myself out of the situation. And usually I'll either go into a bathroom. I'll go into a different room. I, I, I remove myself and I use, do my breathing techniques. Really? And I just focus on my breathing and usually that will center myself so that I don't I haven't broken anything in probably 10 years wow oh. congratulations look at that yes. so what are some things you've broken in your angry day I love how you're making cute face now <laughs> I'm, you're not talking yeah, about. I'm I'm fixed <laughs> 10 years no, I'm perfect <laughs> my is, this is how I talk about it all the time on here about how much I cry and it's a lot right. of to do with the anger management I used to go through because my therapy helped me process the 
fact that I would be so angry, but now I've turned it into crying instead, which is a healthier expression of your emotions. But that's why I cry at the drop of a fucking hat. I skipped your step and I just was born crying every time I get mad. And I find (laughs) it to be very unhelpful. Right, right. Hence this seeing Bright Eyes more times than you can count. Oh, yeah, you bet. Which he's coming back around. He's coming back. Did you see? I, oh, did I see? Hills, have you got those tickets up? Not yet. yet. I need to. I hope that I'm not too late. Uh, but, but yeah, that's. I just went. I just go straight to crying, and perhaps it's better than than breaking stuff. But it's not the best because then I feel like I'm just taking. I'm just you know bottling it up, right? And keeping it in and not knowing how to release it. Unfortunately, it was uh, the poet Fred Durst who said, "Sometimes you really do." Just need to break stuff. Break stuff. <laughs> um, and and Jackie, what do you can you recount any famous breakages? Do you remember anything specific you've broken in your day? Oh my god, I've broken so many things. I've, I brought up the risk. I brought up the risk board right. up here a couple risk, of times. Risk That's is why the best. we weren't allowed to play video. We weren't allowed to play games in our home. Of course, uh, uh, Henry classically got angry at an X Men video game and did pick up the entire game console at one point in frustration and threw it against the wall this is a family thing it's oh, a family yeah, yeah. affair that's why we weren't allowed any games in the house right um the big breaking i remember we henry and i got into we used to have our own television show where we had one of those big cameras that you put up on your 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 shoulder in the early 90s and we had hztv and we had our own television <laughs> show and i was so angry at henry one day that i just started ripping parts off of the camera to get back at him but really all that did was um destroy the camera and then we didn't get another camera so we weren't allowed to make our shows anymore. Right, couldn't uh. do the show. So that's the thing. That's a brutal one because you're really ripping away a, a piece of your own childhood at that point. And probably an outlet to deal with all of the, right. the thing. tumultuous yeah. emotions yeah, yeah. you had inside of you. I lost. I love that the TV network was named after Henry. Yes, of course. HGTV. Of course. Of course. That's the older brother. No shit. Jackie in there. No, I wasn't allowed in front of the camera. I was allowed to put my hand in front of the, the lens to give like a thumbs up. We were, also, we were kids. You know, why are you going to let your younger oh, sister yeah. have the same amount of fame nothing, as you have? Nothing has changed at all of that dynamic. Completely see, the same. we really need to do is start channeling our <laughs> anger into the amount of shade like Martha Stewart does. Ah. There, is, there is a watching a woman that uses, you know that bitch has anger issues. Oh, and yeah. she has learned to use it. Yeah, I like, uh, I watch a lot of Chopped, and whenever she's on Chopped, I'm just like, she's terrifying. She's just mm-hmm. seething. She's just a, a woman seething all the time. I feel like you right. kind of have, not to be like this, but maybe it's just because I, maybe I am judging others here. But if you have the semblance of your entire life is controlled, like down to what you have on your walls, what you have in your cabinet, how you live your life, you must be seething underneath, right? Like, isn't it another form of just control that you need to have over things that I imagine she would just, I mean, I've heard tale of her I love Martha Stewart. This is only coming from love and respect. But I have definitely talked with people. I knew a dude that was a carpenter on the Martha Stewart show. And she is a control freak. I mean, of course. And and uh, that's why, I mean, A, I would love to have seen what she did to really c- create dominance in the prison. I was thinking, the fact that she went to prison for 
financial crimes is just an interesting part of and her history. And seems pretty unscathed by the ordeal, which she's, I think... She's back. She's she's a judge on Chopped. Right. She's hanging out with Snoop Dogg. She's, like, bringing her own organic tomatoes to be the ingredients for Chopped. She's, like... She did, it was just a little bump in the road for her. Right. I don't even think, you know, and who knows, maybe it was horribly traumatic, but she really doesn't. She seems to have thrived in that <laughs> environment. Does. Hell yeah, she has. I think that she went in and knew exactly what she did or like what she was supposed to do and control everything. Yeah. Control the narrative, control her time there and just own everything around her and then and then uh, live it. Do you have any stories from this friend that you can talk about in terms of her control? Any anecdotes for us? No, but it was a lot of the, it, because it wasn't out out screaming mm-hmm. it wasn't in front of other people it was a ripple it was the kind of thing that she would just in low tone say something to one person Ooh. and make it very uh-huh. clear yep. so that is the kind of fear where again it's like my mom we grew up in a home we were never hit we were never screamed at but i was terrified of my mother you know it's like it right. just takes the one the one look, the one thing to say, that's it. And it's like, that's a woman that knows how to fucking dominate. I yeah. heard uh, I heard she made all of her employees wear uh, parachute pants so she could hear them walking down the hallway. That is a lie, but that's how rumors get started. That's how rumors get started. I'm just showing you how rumors get started. That's all all that was. I'm just saying. I I would rather, like, I imagine that somebody like, uh... Oh, there comes Fat Jackie. It's not my fault that my thighs touch. I'm not here trying to, like, walk really wide so no one knows where I am. Right, everyone's tripping over each other and everything, yeah. This is one of the many reasons why uh, I've done such a 180 on Guy Fieri because I feel like he... Please, Molly, say say his name. Fieri. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, I can't imagine him like really um, being a a monstrous asshole to his lowers, you know, uh, his his, uh, superiors that are working for him. Whereas um, Martha Stewart, I think if I were to create like a number line of like person who I imagine is the scariest and meanest to work for uh, in like the kind of food and home life genre... I think Martha Stewart's probably at the top. Like, almost every male chef from Food Network is, like, slightly below her. <laughs> I mean, definitely Bobby Flay, but I don't respect him. Like, that's mm. the thing, is that I respect Martha Stewart, but I don't respect Bobby Flay. Yeah, sorry, right. not sorry. <laughs> and then on the other end of, like, people who probably aren't assholes, it's, like, Guy Fieri and... I want to put Chip Rachel, and JoJo. I want to put Rachel Ray there, Chip and JoJo for sure. Um, but I know that we not everybody feels as fondly about Rachel Ray as I do. But um, <clears throat> you know, <laughs> <laughs> not not. I I res- I do respect her though. I don't think I think that she works really hard, and I understand like what she's doing, and I do respect her in that. Um, but it's like I don't know. I I there's also tail. She's not a very good person. Well, I think we all need to at the Food Network. They all need to be afraid right now because there is a new chef in town, and I am sorry to immediately bring this up, yeah. but it is fresh in my blood. Oh right my god! Now, I uh, am... With this Paris Hilton oh. cooking, this Paris Hilton <laughs> show. You have to stop. Listening to the episode right now, pause it. You have to carve out 15 minutes of your time. Be careful because it will feel like the longest 15 minutes of your life. How dare you, Molly? It is 15 minutes of pure perfection. I was smiling the entire time. Look up Cooking with Paris. It is on YouTube. It- Welcome to Point Counterpoint with Molly and Jackie. Oh, let's do Each it. person has 30 seconds on the clock <laughs> okay. in order to defend or 
to criticize the Paris Hilton cooking show. Okay. Who would like to go first? I'm holding a number under my desk of uh, number one or number two, Molly. Uh, two. You are correct. You uh, do you want to go first or second? I'll go first. Okay, and Ooh, okay. Thirty seconds now. Okay, so this is part of a rebranding effort by Paris Hilton to show that she's not just like a totally vacant uh, shell of a human, and yet that's exactly nothing. Nothing about her personality has changed whatsoever, <laughs> and she seems disgusted by food. Disgusted <laughs> by food in every single. She's like, oh god, this is so gross. She, does she seem says tired. that about all of her food, uh, and and she doesn't. And there's the sound. The sound. There's so much. All the dishes clank. Time. (laughs) Thank you so much for that. And now, Jackie, you have 30 seconds on the clock to defend this accusation uh, from Molly that she is not uh, doing a competent cooking show. 30 seconds now. Do you want to see Paris Hilton tan meat in a pan for some reason? Do you want to see her use an outdoor grill spatula, scrape it along the bottom of a pan, and then use a potato masher to mash ground beef in a pan that is completely unseasoned except for the five tablespoons of salt that she got all over the stove while she's making said meat. Please watch Cooking with Paris because it Time. is perfect. Fantastic. Uh, you know, as the person in between, it's really hard to say. You both bring up really good points. I kind of want to leave it to the view- listeners to decide spoons whether or not. Spoons are brutal. Uh, These spoons, spoons are brutal. Are brutal. Spoons are brutal. She looks actively exhausted the entire show, which is like the funniest spin on a cookie show. And I do want to see more of that because that's the real world cooking. Oh, you mean the real world cooking is the fact that she kept her leather gloves on the entire time. That she touched meat, that she touched cheese. Thank you. Raw egg. She just breaks the egg into the ricotta and that doesn't wash her hands. There's raw egg all over her hands. She, when she's looking for a spoon, she does say, she opens the door. She's like, also, she's like, she opens the episode of being like, I love to cook. And then like, and then like four minutes in, she's looking for a spoon and she's like, I've never cooked in here before. And then she opens the spoon these door and she's brutal. like, oh, these spoons are brutal. And then she finds like a plastic spatula. And she, her, she has to stir ricotta and she goes to stir the ricotta and she's like, I don't even know if this is going to work. And then, <laughs> and she, she, she opens up the ricotta and goes, I don't even know what this is. Is this supposed to look like this? <laughs> I will. My heart does go out to her with the, oh, fuck, they got me like non-already grated cheese because that's happened to me before when I had to make my mac and cheese. Yes, but the look on her face of just, uh, uh, I mean, this would be easier if it was grated. I mean, it's not grated, but this would be easier. But I'm going to say this right now. That is so much more uh, identical to my personal cooking experience because I always find my myself having to cook a meal after a long day because I told the wife I was going to do it. And then I get into the kitchen. I'm like, I don't want to do this at all right now. And all of her reactions are so much more authentic (laughs) to the way that I and so many other people feel when they have to begrudgingly cook a meal at the end of the day, a long, long day. And she even said she was just like, my day has already been so long. She does. She's like, I've had a really long day, like always. <laughs> like always. All my days are so long. Um, I also just have to say, as an Italian woman, I am offended at the lasagna she really? made. She's too good for onions and garlic. She's like, I don't think my sauce should have onions or garlic. Interesting. In she had the onions and the garlic. She didn't put onions and garlic in it, which also, again, what did she? What are the spices in it? Right. That must have been just, just truly the most... 
I mean, it's still cheese and noodles and meat. So at the end of the day, of course, you're going to eat it. But I love that they don't show anybody eating it. They don't show her eating it. They don't. They don't even cut it into it, which bummed me. I was like, I wanted to see what it it looked actually like it was maybe could be tasty. But they didn't even put a knife into it and cut out like a slice (laughs) of it so you could see it. I can't believe she was so mad about the fact that she had to boil the lasagna noodles. (laughs) She was like, this fucking sucks. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, Barilla or whatever. Again, though, it's like, come on. That's how I feel every time I have to cook. I'm just like, don't uh, make a lasagna. You don't have to do this YouTube show. I want her to do more. This is optional. I want her to do more because that was the one she was probably most excited to do that she was most competent with. So you can only imagine where it's going to go from here. Here. I, I yeah I, I I feel like I agree with you that uh you know that we're all like I've been in the kitchen where I'm like oh, this, is the, uh, this is my cooking show if I'm hosting a cooking show I fucking hate this like right but she's very old she doesn't have to she's clearly so she's funny. choosing to do this it's 15 minutes which is so long for yeah. a YouTube video and and she's just so <laughs> mad that she has to do it but then the whole thing is like. Yeah, I remember I would just go to the kitchen with my mom and I would sit on the counter and, and not do her. anything. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> no, she would kind of do something, obviously, because she knows how to use that potato masher. Also, up type when she's holding Diamond Baby. Diamond Baby is, of course, one of her dogs. And she's also holding Diamond Baby with said cooking gloves on. Right. So it's, you can't. If you're going to at least do this properly, I also looked up the phrase sliving. Because I wanted yeah, to what see the fuck if it was, was she something. She explains it. She's like sliving lasagna. I was like, is that some old callback to like when she was a reality star? It is a word that is a mashup of the word slaying and living. Slaying and living. Okay. <laughs> it's nice that she never explains it. She right. just assumes that we're so on board. Right. She did say that's hot in reference to the pan being hot, which I thought was cute. Yeah. Oh, great. And what's the other word she uses a lot besides brutal? Uh, beyond. Beyond. She's like, it's beyond. When she does the salt and she accidentally just pours a ton of salt on the meat, she's like, oh my god. Why do you think the spoons? Why do you think the spoons beyond. were brutal? Just they were too small. <laughs> and why she couldn't find a spoon. The funniest thing about it was she she needed to stir ricotta. You could literally stir ricotta with anything. It wasn't like she needed like right. when the, So when she's stirring it, she's like, okay, this does work. It's right. like, well, yeah. It's for, there's no surprises here. No, because if you notice, we paused it because Jeff immediately was like, wait a second, did she bend the other spoon? And you can see the reason why she went to go is because she had used another spoon, bent it while she was doing it, and then just left it on the counter to go get another spoon. Right. That's a great. And, and, you know, she's looking great. I she, will say. She's allergic to bullshit. I love all of her fun, silly towels. Yeah, yeah. She has so many towels on the counter that she has no space to prepare. I will say I laugh my ass off the entire time. Uh, and and there, I think she knows, I think to her credit, I actually liked her more than I ever liked her before in this video because I do think she knows she's being funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it was, I it will was give strong. that to her. It was a strong oh, outing. yes. I don't it's really watch funny. cooking shows, and I'm definitely – Episode two, I'm right there with it, especially like a real challenge. And I like the uh, gimmick of she has no idea. They bought all the stuff. 
she didn't check any of it before walking into the kitchen. <laughs> no. That is great. That's a great premise. Yeah. Of I like, love it. Fuck, I gotta deal with this fucking dumbass. <laughs> I love when she used the paper towel to sop up the yes, salt the on the top salt of the meat. Oh, no. I thought she was gonna take a dish towel and do it because she was just getting contam- cross contaminating everything already anyway. <laughs> I was like, she's about to. But she was so honest. She was just like, I think I just got excited because it's like my first cooking show. And I just like little moments like that were really gonna go a long way for her in this thing yeah honestly um, especially when she sprayed herself down with her own unicorn mist and she goes <laughs> oh yeah of course not near the food takes a half a step back and then sprays perfume all over there's no way that didn't get in the food right there you don't spray perfume in it's important kitchen. to stay hydrated pulls out the neuro trim yes and always stay hydrated i love this it's neuro trim so basically you're being healthy and then having lasagna all at once also the what she said you know, there's lots of alternatives out there for yeah. cheese. There's almond cheese. And then what did she and say like, after that? She was like, she was like, it, do- it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> she, said, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> she has like disdain for the non-dairy cheeses, but she also went through several options for them. It's tr- I, the, I guess I was just thinking like, if I was as rich as Paris Hilton, I would just you know, pay to get a really good lasagna. That yeah. lasagna is going to taste like shit, you know? Yeah. And she was so tired. She was too tired to make it. You know, what's in it for her? I mean, a great, a hilarious 15-minute long cooking show on YouTube. I will say, too, this coming off the heels of, like, Paris Hilton, she's just like us, and her saying she was playing a character back in the day and right. all that good stuff. Well, yeah, because we have to get into that. Yeah, and I think, but I think that that is all, this cooking show is actual evidence of, like, she was clearly playing a version of her, an exaggerated version of herself back in the day, but she's a little bit more, I don't know, she's just more fun, way funnier and more charming she's to me. She's beyond, She man. was funny. She's yeah. beyond. There, there, I guess what, what, what this cooking show does tell us about Paris Hilton is that she, she has some self-awareness, yes. which a lot of uh, rich people do not have, and so that mm-hmm. does actually make me like her a lot. And there's longer. something about, and I hope she's always making, like, burgers and lasagna and like very plain Jane Americana food right. and nothing ever an attempted fanciness. It's not goop shit where she's yeah. making like, you know, Thai like basil. an alfalfa yeah. salad. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I only want to see her making like uh, b- b- hot dog stuff. And, you know what I mean? And just like slaw. How dare, are you trying to say that hot dogs are bad for you? Because you can go fuck yourself. No, I'm just saying they're for dumb, stupid American people. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Not in front of me. Never in front of me. A hot dog is for the infidel. I'm about to go eat seven hot dogs just because you said that. Wow. Take a video. It'll last forever. Fucking, I will last forever. Except I'm going to eat hot dogs every day for the rest of my life. Fuck you, nitrates. Um, I think. <laughs> Damn, Jackie coming out against nitrates in 2020, scaring everybody up in neon, here. Neon goth anti nitrates, Jackie Zabrowski, Hell 2020. Yeah. What even are nitrates, Jackie? What it's even is stuff that? that's in the butts and in the lips. Uh, and I don't know. Now it's in my stomach. It's in. It's in. It's highly concentrated in bacon, hot dogs, and Jackie. All right. Yeah, baby. Yeah, I guess I'm in good company. I'm in great company thank you and i love that see i have always i loved a simple life 
I've I really have enjoyed the vapidness of Paris Hilton for a long time. And obviously she is smarter than she portrays herself to be, or else she wouldn't have gotten this far. The fact that we are still talking about Paris right. Hilton in a celebrity light, because she doesn't need to do any of this shit. She's a Hilton. She's got the fucking money. She doesn't have to do any of it. I do agree that she, I do think you could probably predate the influencer to her. And she was Kardashian before Kardashian. She really established a lot of things I will say I kind of hate about the world today. (laughs) But still, like, she was a trailblazer in terms of all of that stuff. Being professionally rich. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Gotta hand it to her. Yeah. And now there's a documentary, this YouTube documentary film called This Is Paris that is going to be coming out about her. And that this is apparently the first time she's going to be herself fully in anything that she has put out. Now, I'm saying that this is, I think that it is a version of her. Just like, it's like, I'm not talking about having sex with anything that has a hole or a, or a, or a smile on it every second of the day. Mm-hmm. You what know? about a this frown? Is, uh, well, it depends on, on the day. It depends on how I'm <laughs> feeling about myself. It depends on if the frown is at me or, you know, it really that just depends on how I'm feeling in my downstairs parts. Right. But, you know, I think that there's obviously it is an exaggerated version of who she is. And I'm going to watch hell out of it. She was actually pretty scared about making the documentary at first because she didn't want to be that emotional and raw. And now she's saying that creating This Is Paris was an almost therapeutic experience for her. Cool. I'll oh, be the, the other good part of the, of the video is when she's doing the hashtag, she's tweeting about it and she goes, hashtag cooking with Paris, hashtag <laughs> chef Paris, hashtag Paris lasagna. No, never mind. Don't do Paris lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> I love how tired she sounds. She's speaking to my heart right now. I need more tired energy in my life. 2020, hold a McNeil a year of the tired energy. She is the uh, originator of the tired energy. Yeah. Her whole thing, back to 2003 or whatever, was to just be like, I'm so uh, tired. Just... And now every hot woman sounds tired. Right. And I think that I need a little of that in my life because with tiredness comes blind confidence because you're so fucking tired. Who gives He's a fuck? tired. Yeah. yeah, who gives a fuck who's talking shit about you? It's like it's, you're so over it. Four years ago, you're so tired. Why do I feel like we spent the last eight years like talking about Paris Hilton and the Blind Adams, but I can't remember what it was? Was it just that she was, was it that she was doing a certain amount of drugs, or was it that she a lot of party stuff? I'm sure. Yeah, but I feel like was there a reason? I feel like the real blind item about her was like Paris Hilton didn't go out this week. She read four books. Uh You know what I mean? (laughs) She really truly loves her. I think a lot of it also has to do with the amount of money she spends on her dogs Uh because she does spend a lot of money on her dogs. So I wonder if that has to do with it that people judge her on. But you know what? She's got the fucking money. Let her do whatever she wants with her dogs. Does she have kids? Uh, I don't. Even if she did, it wouldn't matter. Who gives a fuck how much fucking money she spends on her dogs? And by the way, some adults, they don't have kids, which maybe is a good thing because of how overpopulation. Molly Neffle. Listen, people should have all the dogs (laughs) and all the nice things for their dogs that they want, but I would like to redistribute some of Paris Paris Hilton's wealth to the rest of us. A hundred percent. I'm sorry I yelled at you for having kids. (laughs) It's, Uh. you know, it's a fair point. (laughs) 
She said that even like she, looking at Kim Kardashian's life, she says, I can't even imagine it. She said she imagined herself getting up early to go to the gym before her kids woke up. And she said, that's never going to happen. Yeah. Did we ever talk about Kim K's fridge on here? Or did we miss that blip? Remember when everybody <laughs> saw her industrial size fridge and everyone was so mad? Because there's from, like, nothing two in weeks it. Ago? No. No, it's like a well-stocked restaurant size fridge. But everyone was like, this bitch has a restaurant size fridge. And I was like, this bitch has four kids has and probably a ton of staff. She has a bunch of kids and a bunch of people are always at the house. There's assistants, there's staff, there's people in and out. They have to fill, they have to feed people. There are many things about the rich that I do want to take and redistribute, but there are some things about the rich that I want everyone to have. And I think everyone uh, in my utopia will have as big a fridge as they want. I want one of those big ass double fridges and I, Hell yeah. I envy Kim K's large fridge. Hell yeah. I also get it too where people were giving her shit apparently about the different kinds of milk she had in her fridge. My mom has three different kinds of milk at all times when we are home because everyone drinks a different kind of yeah. milk and has different preferences. So if you have the space and you're able to do that, why not do that? I live with one. Lexi and I are two people. Almond milk. Yeah. Uh, half and half. Yep. Almond milk creamer. Yep. And 2% milk. Yep. And that's not even counting the fucking yogurts. <laughs> <laughs> I like, if it, this is my life, but He's I so have two kids. About yogurt. <laughs> I got I got so many different types of yogurt. I got whole milk for the, for the toddler. I got almond milk for us, although I got to switch from almond because I know it's bad for California. Right. Um, but yeah, you got to have your different types of milk. Yeah, let's talk about vitamins. Did I ever tell you guys about the time that we <laughs> okay. were accidentally drinking my father's iced tea? My dad has his own specific iced tea, but he has iced tea that is made with certain tea that helps you shit your brains out. And my mom was like, we're home for Christmas. And my mom wasn't saying anything about anything. She finally saw Henry pouring the drinks for dinner and realized he was pouring my father's iced tea for my mother when my mother has her own iced tea. She's like, uh, that's what's been happening. Uh, I thought I was sick. I didn't know what's going on with me. So I've been going to the bathroom seven times a day. And it's because my mother was drinking my father's iced tea. And he was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you can't drink, you can't drink my iced tea. No, no, that's not, that's only for me, what I gotta do. Um, so now it's a very openly labeled in the fridge of dad's tea. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, come on. We've got preferences. Everybody has a little bit of a different uh, palette in, yeah. up in here. You yeah. know what I mean? I think that Kim K's fridge is the least controversial thing about her. Yeah, seriously. Damn oh, it. Except for the fact, did you guys see that? The, man, of course. You give her an inch, she takes it a mile. She's turning the um, the help that she's doing for people uh, in prison, that she's helping people get out of prison, uh -huh. turning it into a television show, of uh -huh. course. I mean, I could see the side of that that is it will raise awareness. It will. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but it does get into like I'll, I think the most egregious example of this that, that always made me like uh, disgusted was like celebrity rehab. Right. Right. One would think, oh, great. Celebrity rehab. And it'll raise awareness for people. Destigmatize rehab. Destigmatize rehab. But I think the moment I uh, decided that was a big bag of horseshit, <laughs> it was the it was a sex rehab show on VH1 with Dr. Drew and everything. And literally on the day they were supposed to be released because it was the last uh, episode of the season. Everybody in the group was like, don't release us. We're going to have sex again. 
it's not been long enough. And they're like, they no, it's time. the end of the show. It's the series finale. We all have to release you. Good job, everybody. Literally, everyone's like, we don't want to leave rehab. <laughs> we're, we're still in process here. We need more time. And they're just like, Ugh. no, you're ready. Congratulations, you've graduated. Uh-huh. And I was just like, that's why this is bullshit. And that's when it really surpasses ratings and all that bullshit of like, you have to listen to someone that is asking for help. They were all like, pleading. serious. Yeah. Pleading to not, they're like, I know I'm going to go have sex the moment you let me out of here. All I want is to get better. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. It's yeah. a fucking nightmare right yeah. now. And, and like, I feel like it's possible to have a really good show about like, um, you know, people, uh, you know, personal stories about people who are incarcerated who, who uh, you know, need to be, deserve to be released. But I also can imagine it, just like Celebrity Rehab, I can imagine it being done ex- incredibly poorly. Yes. And um, So let's just hope that, what network is it on? Do you know, Jackie? It's on Oxygen. It is. Uh, so that is where mm-hmm. it is. I enjoy Oxygen, but I've never, I've never watched Personally, I've never watched anything that is serious come off of Oxygen. So hopefully they do a good job of it. It's called Kim Kardashian West, The Justice Project. What, what channel right. is, the Karda- is the Kardashians on Oxygen? It's no. Not, right? Isn't that on um, entertainment? See, I think if it was on entertainment or, or if yeah. it was on even TLC, I would be like, oh. Yeah. So actually maybe it being on Oxygen might not be the worst thing ever. Yeah, I'm surprised like Oxygen, Oxygen is still where, exists. I know. It's where people go to show that they're serious, though. Okay. So maybe it's all right. So if it's, you know what? Let's. Hey, let's wait and see. I want to. I want to continue to give her the benefit of the doubt on this prisoner stuff. Yeah, I think it's it is really, good. Watch the fuck out of it. I Don't think you it's worry. really cool. It what is she's very doing. good. And I mean, there's so much shit out there that does feel, you know, locked up and yeah, all these awful. kinds of shows. I, like, like so many prison shows are just absolutely monstrous. Yeah. Oh my um, god. But have you guys watched any of Love After Lockup? <laughs> I really want to see it. I know that's awful, but I'm dying to see it. You watched it? Where can I get it? Where do I watch it? Um, I was streaming it online. Okay, you were finding secret evil ways to watch it? No, I have no, my roommates, I use my roommate's mom's cable login <laughs> because I am in my 30s and I still right. don't have to use other people's mom's right. cable login. So bad, but you know what? I also want to see that show, but I feel like that's different, Molly. So don't you look at me with your judge eyes. You can't see me. <laughs> they love each other, and there's love after lockup, okay? Well, then, I don't, I'm not familiar with the show. Okay, so the gonna... show is just about, you know, people who get in relationships when they've already been incarcerated. So it's like, it's like so 90 they get Day Fiance. Out and then it's them dealing with real life, and then also, like, we yeah. fell in love when I was in prison, but maybe they didn't know each other very well. It apparently has some extraordinary characters in it, akin to, like, before the 90 days and stuff like uh-huh. that. So I, it was highly recommended to me. Huh. Okay? With your judge eyes! <laughs> I'm just kidding. Molly's not giving me judge eyes right um, now. Um, Speaking of judge eyes... It sounds like Molly's being a bit of an Academy voter right Ooh, now wow. because we have to talk about this bitchy, bitch, bitch e- or article that I read <laughs> about Academy members talking about why J-Lo, why Adam Sandler, why Eddie Murphy got snubbed for the Oscars, and they were being very mean. Of course they are. Academy members are... Uh consistently have been showed themselves in the last few years to be the most out of touch ass people who are like what do you mean we should consider nominating somebody else you know like what's wrong with them I mean talking about Jennifer Lopez actors tend to think of Jennifer Lopez as a phenomenon more than an 
actress per se. It's uh, like last year when Lady Gaga lost the Oscar to Olivia Coleman because she's an actor's actor. You know, I'm not even saying that they're wrong. But J-Lo did a great job in this and also has proved herself again and again, whether you enjoy the movies or not, to be a delightful entertainer in many ways. So why would you persecute her? Because she also is talented in other avenues. What a gatekeeping thing to say, to be like, well, because, right, like, we just, she'll never be an, it doesn't matter how much how much she acts, she'll never be an actor. Because she'll never be us, an actress. She is a, a performer and not an actor. The fact that... Uh, Olivia Coleman, I think, should have won. Uh, and I mean, I love Olivia Coleman. God, I think yeah, she can do no wrong. Incredible! But. Like the fact that Gaga didn't win. Does that mean that like no musician can ever win a fucking Oscar now? That's dumb. Right. What right. about Cher? Cher killed it. Cher was great in Moonstruck. She's also an amazing singer. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely on the on the J Lo uh, train on this one. Uh, yeah, and they also were upset. So last week we were joking around about how Adam Sandler said that if I if I don't get the Oscar, I'm going to fucking come back and do a movie again that is so bad on purpose just to make everybody pay. We were laughing about this last week. And then this, one of the Academy voters came out and said that was there was such an arrogance to Adam Sandler in saying that, that it's a lack of respect, which is why he shouldn't be nominated for the Oscar, which... How many people are disrespectful in this business? And that's what you're going to start well, giving them just, shit for? These are these are old, stuffy people. Yeah. This is the one thing they have in life. I mean, I don't know if you mentioned, but the person who commented about Jennifer Lopez was a 91-year-old <laughs> who was nominated in 1952 <laughs> for a movie called Come Back Little Sheba. Dude, which I you have should never... watch Come Back Little Sheba. Come Back Little Sheba's fucking amazing. Oh, right, but still, <laughs> it so is amazing. All right, but I'm trying to make a point. Dad, you're ruining the point here. I'm, I'm sorry, it's a really good movie. And oh, I cried through the God. entire thing, okay? All right, but look, Citizen Kane didn't win. <laughs> Uh, uh, yes. Stanley Kubrick never won a Best Director Oscar. I'm literally looked up, you know, through time, uh, and it's unbelievable. You know, who else never won Best Director? Alfred fucking Hitchcock never won a Best <laughs> Director Oscar. So it's just absurd. I mean, I mean, you know, none of it. You know, I mean, and then and then with the the directors who do win, I will say The Departed is one of my favorite Scorsese movies. But still, that's the one he wins for. Raging Bull, Goodfellas. I mean, come on. You know what I mean? And yeah. so it's just absurd. I mean, it goes, the list goes on and on and on. I mean, all of the most memorable films and actors and everything uh, lost out to something you've never heard of for the most part. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's because of this antiquated system where you have people who are in a movie that I've never, that probably, I'm going to say does probably suck and the Jackie Baby is misremembering the <laughs> How film. How dare you? It's very, very good. Uh, you know, <laughs> that, that we're in a Hollywood that is forgotten, it's that are making yeah. the decisions. It's very, I love old movies, uh, but it is clear that the Academy is extremely out of touch and, and makes terrible decisions all the damn time. And for them to cite specifically J-Lo, uh, Eddie Murphy, and um, who was the fourth besides Adam Sandler? Oh. I mean, they also said Beyonce was unworthy. Yeah, Beyonce. And they right. said Beyonce and Adam Sandler, they said they're talented in their own ways, but is that what the Academy is about? Right. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. Right. And 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 also, too, yeah, the whole stipulation, well, they need to be in another really good movie for us to give them the Oscars. Like, what is this secret fucking uh, stipulation that you're not sharing with us? I was never... Then why don't we have a... a why don't we call it that? Best actor in a second really good right. movie. <laughs> right. You fucking... 
I'm going to go and say fascist. <laughs> I, when they said that they were upset because they said that Eddie Murphy was campaigning too hard for a nomination, it's because he's making his comeback. That's why he's campaigning so hard. Also, do you think that that is his individual decision? Or do you think it's a whole team of people that tells him what to do to campaign to become an Oscar-nominated person, which Dolomite was a great movie. Also, people campaign all the damn time. Leo DiCaprio's <laughs> been campaigning for a fucking Oscar since 1997. Do the right thing. Spike Lee's probably best film, Incredible, Lost. And uh, this is what Spike Lee had to say. What film won best picture in 1989? Driving Miss Motherfucking Daisy. <laughs> That's why Oscars don't matter. Because 20 years later, who's watching Driving Miss Daisy? Yeah, yes, I mean, Spike Lee yeah. was extremely, extremely good last year about that. Yeah, mm. I, I mean... Um, yeah, right. I remember this came up last year because of Green Book. Um, the Academy loves a movie that makes them feel like they're uh, like not racist. <laughs> and, and, and represented. That yeah. was a movie about older gen. I mean, of course, the Irishman's going to get all the love in the world. And honestly, I love the Irishman. But of course, they're going to vote for it. It's about old people dying through the lens <laughs> of like the gangster film. Of course, they're going to fucking be all about that movie. And if you make any movie called The Old People and make it really good and have a bunch of really good actors in it, it's going to fucking get nominated period with a bullet let's burn it down listeners at home burn something down the little then but then there's things like little women yeah. which was a very good movie but of course it's easy to give them noms but it, they deserve it because it is a very good movie but it's an old school classic story i just think our listeners should choose an inanimate object and set it on fire that's all i'm saying <laughs> Or break it. Or break it. Do whatever. I mean, no. Or go into another room and breathe. Just breathe yeah. in and out. Three options. Count to Fire, ten. Break Ugh. it or breathe. So pick, I wonder. Pick the most exciting one of those. Oh my god. Is it breathe? breathe? Because breathing is exciting with the, with the way that it helps you communicate to the other parts of your body. I'm gonna go ahead and say this too right now. A pet peeve of mine. Um, and maybe this because I had an ex who used to do this when she would like drive me into a madness. Don't say just breathe to people. <laughs> Don't say just breathe to people. You know the other thing? I'm so sick of seeing this on Facebook comments. Don't say big hugs in somebody's sad... Fr First of all, they shouldn't have posted a sad Facebook comment. They should, you know, communicate to the people around them, not post it online for weird, cheap likes. But you know what? If you really want to hug that person, the least you could do is reach out to them on the fucking phone and say you something. You know Don't what it sounds like, Holden? Sounds like you hugs. need big hugs. Oh it sounds my like God. you need big hugs right now. And I think that <laughs> Don't maybe just Molly, you might give him, maybe he needs some big hugs. I can't be there to give him the big hugs. You know what I was going to say? Holden, big hugs. <laughs> I'm not going to give you a big <laughs> I'll hug. I'll tell you what, even you, but you know what the difference there? You looked at me in the eyes and said big hugs. I did. Which still was not very effective. But typing big hugs in someone's comment, just let's get rid of it in 2020. I will go against you, though, because you don't have everyone's number. And I, yeah. I uh, DM a couple of days ago, DM someone because I saw that they were putting their pup down. Thank you. And I was very, very sad. And I DM them because I was like, you don't really know me, but I want you to know because I cried. You know, when you look at someone that 
posts about their 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 pup every day or their cat every day and you feel like you know them like I loved this dog and I liked watching the videos of this dog every morning and then right. I saw that she was putting the dog down and I cried for like an hour for about a dog I don't even know I just like to watch the dog's videos every day but what if you're and maybe this goes back to my problem of not uh, knowing what to do with um, you know anger and sadness but what if you see someone saying that they have to put uh, their pet down and you're so sad by the news that you just avoid the entire thing because to even think about it makes you so sad I'm like that that you can't even comment and tell them that you're sorry I do that because you're so sad you're cutting to the core of me right now (laughs) I super do that just avoid it I'd rather say nothing than big hugs because then I'm gonna have to think about how awful that they must be feeling and I am thinking about it and I want them to know that I am have such solidarity with them that I am avoiding it for the pain. A hundred percent. But like I don't that. think it's healthy of, of me either. I, but I do want to say, I want to send proud. big hugs out to Drexel because I love Drexel and I never got to meet you, Drexel, but I love you. What was your favorite thing? What was your I'm favorite thing about Drexel? I love the way he walked. He had silly little legs and I like how he walked and I like that his tongue hung out of his mouth and it was very cute. She's crying. <laughs> She's crying. I cried when they put down that those damn, uh, or when those other cats, those, uh, you know, what are those damn cats? Uh, uh, you know, Jellicle. Lil Bub <laughs> and um, Lil Bub and another one. You know, the dogs. I mean, the cats that have like a disability, so their their tongue sticks a out. Gr- a right. grumpy cat. Grumpy, grumpy cat, cat. And then Lil Bub. I think those yeah, are the two ones. Lil and, Bub, yeah. And I was so sad, and I didn't even support those cats' careers. I think the cats. Most cats probably don't want a career. No, but no. dogs. I think are like all about that life, but I don't. Oh, think Oh, and when Boo really passed. Yeah. yeah. What was your favorite thing about Boo? Oh my God, he's <laughs> little. He looks so puff. He looks so puff. He always looked like he had little Uggs on. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I hate about him. What? Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry you're going through it right now, Jackie. <laughs> we're. You know what? I feel like we're all right now. Last week was the angry episode. This week, I think we're starting to embrace that winter chill. The sadness. The sadness is creeping in on us. I mean, Marcus always talked about it on his birthday, his birthday, which, happy birthday, Marcus. Happy Happy birthday, birthday, Marcus. Which is clinically, and is according to a lot of statistics, (laughs) it is the saddest day of the year. (laughs) The 19th Uh, of January? The 19th of January. Because there's no end in sight for winter. Yeah. There's not even an end in sight for January. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. it is just such a brutal month. Like, taxes are upon you. Healthcare is an issue. The holidays are a distant memory at that point. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, January 19th is like, it's measurably like the worst day of the year. It's the hardest day. Everyone's sick. I was sick that day. Yeah. Everyone's upset. But you know what makes me happy? Uh, do yourself a favor and look up pictures of Henry Winkler at the SAG oh Awards my God. So meeting celebrities and how old dad excited he was. There's all these pictures of him, like of him pointing, like he had someone take a picture of him pointing at Brad Pitt behind him because he was so excited to be standing next to Brad Pitt, and then he's next to him, and there's public, but like like actual paparazzi pictures of him right next to Brad Pitt taking a picture of Brad Pitt on his own phone. <laughs> standing right next to him and just like pictures of him holding Scarlett Johansson's hands and talking really excited to her. He took a bunch of pictures with Joaquin Phoenix and he was just over the moon. I I love Henry Winkler so much and I didn't think that I could love him more after uh, Arrested Development. Then I watched Barry and I was like, holy shit, how oh. is... 
How is my so esteem good. for Henry, Henry Winkler constantly growing? He's just wonderful. Oh, he's he so good. He is amazing. Between him and Stephen Root, it's just, I've always loved Stephen Root, especially because of um, <laughs> news radio, obviously. But, I mean, Stephen Root and Henry Winkler combined – I would watch them do absolutely anything. I I, I just I just want to hang out with them. I want to be in the same room as them. I want to feed off of their energy. <laughs> These pictures of Henry Winkler are so cute. The only thing is I don't think I would be that excited to meet Joaquin Phoenix. That's the only... <laughs> no, but he's just such a... It seems like Henry Winkler has like grown into... like He's just realized how, how excited and how proud... I, I think he's proud of himself to get to... like He's worked his entire career to become respected. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to be like an old goof, you know. That's I really want to be like an old famous goof. Right. It's so fun and everybody just is so clearly happy to see him, yeah. you know, and he's just he's just a part of it, but he's a fan. It's so good. Love it. This is a perfect segue into this week's list, which I had a lot of fun while I was reading it, guys. Oh, oh who's, who's on, on the list? list? Jackie, got to have that list. It's his list of tweets of 30 times people met celebrities and it was a bit awkward. And uh, it's pretty great. Like this one person that said, Tom Hanks asked me how long I'd been working at SNL. I replied, since the beginning of the semen. I mean season. And turned fire truck red. Just as I thought, now I have to go home and kill myself. He replied, Matthew, that was so awkward it made me sperm. <laughs> I mean squirm. <laughs> <laughs> All Classic right. Tom Hanks. All right, Tom Hanks. Classic Tom Hanks. <laughs> How cute is that? Had a short person moment with Danny DeVito in New York City. We bashed into each other walking in opposite directions. When you're short, you rarely make direct eye contact with anyone. We startled, then wordlessly laughed and hugged and went on with our business. <laughs> My friend just said, what the fuck was that? <laughs> That's when pretty good. When she popped into Danny DeVito, then hugged I love these. These are bringing my, these are sparking fucking stupid ass joy for me right now, Jackie. Thank you so right? much. This is a little candle in our sad. Yeah, cocoon. right. Our I know. tiny sadness. I met Prince William at a nightclub several years ago. After a few vodkas, I built up the false confidence to say hi. But instead of saying hi, I panicked and said, your grandma's on my money. <laughs> <laughs> I bumped, literally physically bumped into Michael Keaton and loudly gasped, oh my God, Batman. <laughs> That's good. That's got to happen to Michael Keaton 20 times a day. It's got to be the best, though, to be called Batman all the time has got to be the best. I'm, yeah, I, I hope that it has never actually gotten old for him. No, <laughs> I met Steve Carell and wanted to be different and not ask about the office. So I decided I'd ask about what minions were like on set. But I got nervous and accidentally asked, are minions yellow in real life? And he was so confused. <laughs> and there's a picture of him with this dude that he's just like, what is possibly fucking wrong with you? <laughs> that that guy has big, nervous Steve Carell energy. <laughs> <laughs> I met Jude Law, and the only thing I had on me for him to sign was a pad of penguin paper. I was 21 at the time. So in that anxious, rushed moment, I said, Will you sign my penguin paper? He looked at me, laughed, and happily obliged. And there's just this cute penguin, which also, wow, where do you get the penguin paper from? Wait, who was that? Steve Jobs? No, Jude Law. Jude Law. <laughs> More fun than Steve Jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And oh, my God. Craig Robinson. 
Probably when my friend took me and Craig Robinson's photo and said, pose like your pastor and first lady. And there's just a very awkward pose of this woman really close to Craig Rob. I love Craig Robinson, Robinson so fucking much. I just want to kiss him on his big old face. Jackie, now I heard everything. You're going to get spanked and not in a fun way. That's it. That's my list. <laughs> That's what you get. That's my list. Thank you so Oh my oh my word. The sadness has not just affected my heart. No, oh no. It hath done affected mine eyes. No. <laughs> Can sight really mirror the emotions one feels deep down inside of them? I think it can. This is the best one he's done yet. I think it can. Were Shakespeare's soliloquies not enough to temper the heart <laughs> of the wickedly depressed out of love? I think it was! <laughs> oh my god! I think I'm going blind! blind. I know! Oh, we can't, can't see him! And now you must. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, even when he is in the same town as his wife and offspring, the A-list singer-slash-actor stays in a condo so he can, quote, focus. Offspring. Mm. Um, he's not. It's not celebrity offspring. It's just a normal child. Uh-huh. It's just a child. Uh huh. He's um, weird. Hugh Jackman. No, he was in the news re- recently for a bit of a scandal involving hands. It's an A-list singer. Yes, Did more he, of a singer than an actor is by he a, far. Was it a gropey scandal? Uh, not a gro. Uh, no, not a gropey scandal. A drunken night of of oh, sensuality. What's Justin Timberlake. Absolutely, and ah. Jessica Biel. Hollywood life. Hand scandal. Handle. (laughs) It's the handle of the century. Mm -hmm. Hand scandal. (laughs) Hollywoodlife.com reported seeing him with his son, age four, and Jessica Biel in NYC. All smiles just two months after the hand-holding scandal. There was actually another blind item about how all of his social, like, flirty social media comments on Jessica Biel's posts are creepily done by his own PR team. Ooh. Which is weird. That is weird. But I could also see it. I mean, I imagine he doesn't have the time to be on social media all the time. So I I do understand that. And they're trying to make up for what he had done. Because that, I mean, again, we talked about it on here. I've never holden. We've been drunk many times together. I've never held yes. your hand on the inside of your thigh. But I did tell you that story about how I got blind drunk when I, in college one time. And I guess I, I think I thought my neighbor was my girlfriend at the time and I was like giving him weird soft back rubs that I was told about the next day. Now you know. So it had uh, things happen. A rub. And that was a man by the way that I did that to. We all, That's great. I feel like it's not uh, so rare to have accidentally reached out and rested your hand on the leg of somebody who isn't your partner. But, right. But then you correct it. Right. And you don't do it on a uh, balcony in front of a bunch of paparazzi right. in New Orleans. And especially when you are a uh, yeah a billionaire um, famous person. It's just so yeah. embarrassing if that's all that happened was just hand-holding. It's just so not worth the downfall. All right? the bullshit. Yeah, just awful. Well, anyways, that's the first blind item. Prepare for more. <laughs> like, prepared, sir. Like a cataclysm upon your soul. Please, sir, I want some more. <laughs> yes. Extra, extra, read all about it. This music manager. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you fuckers. This right. music. 
This music manager is trying to rehab his own image through a documentary about a client that the manager had final cut on. It makes the manager appear to be some type of angel when that is clearly not the case. Is it that fucking guy who um, abused Kesha? Uh, No. Okay. Different uh, pop singer that's spoken out about getting fucked over by a manager recently that I love. Taylor Swift. Maybe. What's the doc series, though? It's not Taylor Swift's new documentary coming out January 31st. Miss Americana. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it. But it's not that documentary series. Everybody's got a documentary series right now. Paris Hilton, uh, Taylor Swift, and who's this other pop singer trying to make a big comeback right now with the documentary series coming out? Oh, it wasn't Taylor Swift? That's not the answer? It's not Miss Americana. No, he didn't have final cut on her documentary. Whose documentary would he have final cut on that's still a client of his? There's a big doc series, <laughs> big pop star comeback. I will say male pop star. Comeback. Yes. Comeback male pop star? Oh, Give baby. Give me more, more clues, Moss. Uh, oh, baby. This pop star is really babying. Justin Bieber? Yeah. <laughs> Can I go ahead and publicly say that I am grossed out by the yummy song? Thank you. I was just in a cab last seen night, it yet. and I was like, "What the fuck is this song?" Yummy. The only person who can say "yummy" and have it be sexy is um, um, Sierra um, and Mr. Peanut. He's dead. Jesus. <laughs> God, January is sad. He really... died today. Good lord. But Sierra can say that that song. Uh, you know, yummy all in my tummy. And it really Ugh. works for her. You're right. Only her. <laughs> Hearing her. you say it made me want to jump out of a building. <laughs> is it yummy? Hearing it's that yummy. made me sad we're on the uh. first floor because I would. I now have to climb several flights of stairs before I can jump out of a building. Um, level up. Level up. Level up. Level up. Level up. No, Sarah can do anything. She could say anything and it'll be sexy. Justin Bieber singing about yummy and it's about <laughs> Haley Baldwin's vagina. Yeah, it's about, it's supposed to be about his wife. Um, that's fine. I just I I'm really not into it. I I I usually listen to like the top songs of the uh, of the week, and I try to keep abreast of that. And that song came on. I didn't know who sang it, and I just looked at it. I was like, Ugh, yucky, yuck. I'm <laughs> yeah. not. I'm very much not into it. Did you also see how upset he was because apparently Taylor Swift and her team kicked. Justin Bieber out of a gym last week. I heard about this. Because he was working out and she went in and their, her team kicked everybody out of the gym so that she could use the gym, but that included Justin Bieber. I'm surprised that he would not have enough clout to like fight, push back a little bit on that. You know what I mean? I know it's swift as swift, but. I think that he probably just didn't want to deal with it, which actually right. does make me respect him that he wasn't like, do you know who I fucking am? Which I feel like Justin Bieber what in the past definitely would have done that. It started as like a <laughs> Brooklyn know, accent and it you know ended what? British. That was. You know. You are fucking am. Do you know who I am? Do you know who? Um. Who is the manager? You guys still haven't guessed this blind item, right? Oh, no, we haven't. Who's the manager? Who managed both T-Sway and yeah. Beeb? You don't know his name? He has a he has the, a very punchable name. What do you ride on? You ride on something. A horse. Oh, wait. Uh, that's right. Scooter Braun. Yes. I looked it up. I cheated. I cheated. Scooter Braun. Scooter Braun. And the Justin Bieber doc series is called Seasons. It's set to premiere on YouTube on January 27th with new music. Taking a look at his 2017 breakdown leading to tour cancellations, his marriage to supermodel Haley Baldwin, and his big attempt at a comeback. Scooter Braun said... 
No one's ever grown up in the history of humanity like Justin Bieber. Scooter, well, what the fuck does that even mean? I, I have mean, reread that sentence eight times and I still cannot tell you what that is even telling us. I feel like Macaulay yeah. Culkin might beg to differ. You know? Yeah. Now, I think he's trying to say like because of the way that he rose to fame through YouTube. But and like he grew up like famous in the spotlight. That's true. But uh, Michael Jackson might have. Uh, certainly uh, not the fu- first not famous fucking pop star. You yeah. Know? That Child. sentence means nothing. That <laughs> sentence. Yeah. I've never grown up. Or, or no one uh, I'm sorry uh, No one's ever grown up In the history of humanity Like Holden McNeely No one's ever grown up In the history of humanity Like Jackie Zabrowski Or Molly right. Neville We've all grown up In the history of humanity In a unique in fucking a different way. way That's what makes us human You fucking psycho <laughs> There's only one Justin Bieber I know that he's been through a lot I know that he's done a lot But then he's a 25 year old That already has two documentaries Out about him Because he already had Rise to fame There was right. that huge There was the other which I heard it was really good. About him. I mean, it was very good. I just, I mean, it also there's believe. Wait, so there's three documentaries? Wow, already? Wow, uh, this makes me want to watch the Katy Perry documentary. I want to so watch good. that too. It's so good. It's supposed to be really it. good. I haven't, seen, I haven't it. seen it either. The one from years ago. I mean, I'm th- yeah. if there's a new one, I don't no, know. No, no, no. I know the one you're talking about. Also, though, you guys, Miss Americana, uh, it's coming out January 31st. It's very exciting. It's also I, you know, because like. Dry January will be over. I've been cheating plenty, but whatever. It's dry January. And like, it's just like really <laughs> exciting. I real tanked and watched the Taylor Swift. It's just really exciting. Back when I was in middle school and I was very depressed, I always said, have something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you, know you have mean? to have something to look forward to. <laughs> I, think, I think it is. You are right. You have Everyone should have something to look forward to. No matter how big or how small, you should always have something to look forward there to. There you go. That's true. And that is um, so a fun I'm not watching it with you. I'm putting this. I'm putting this out there right now. The only thing that annoyed me is I saw a headline being like, um, she's finally going to like put to bed all of the drama with like Kim and Kanye and like really talk about it. I'm like, I'm so sick of fucking hearing about it. She talked about it in Rolling Stone. She, I just don't even think that's the most interesting story about her life by a fucking mile. I don't understand why we have to keep. She has to keep answering questions about it and stuff. It's such a dumb high school drama thing that happened that I don't even give a fuck about. Yeah, it's been put to bed. Nobody cares anymore. Uh, but anyways, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I just think it's like fun to have something to look forward to. Uh, here's the last one. This A-list singer slash judge is pregnant. I was wondering why I hadn't heard any cocaine use tips about her recently. Whoa. 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 Uh, judge <laughs> on The Voice, probably. Maybe. And singer. I don't know um, what she's a judge on. Don't judge me for not knowing what she's a judge on. I think that we should judge him for okay. what What's the judgment then? What's the verdict? She's preg. Yeah. Who, is it Kelly Clarkson? No. No. No, I have, she I have a hint I could say, but you just guessed it immediately, so I'm going to hold back on it in a second. Uh, um, Alicia Keys. Uh, she had a documentary made about her. Uh, <laughs> she did you just docu- talked about her. <laughs> Kelly, uh, Katy Perry? Yeah. Oh! Hey, good for her! Preggies? There you go. Good for her. Maybe pregnant, not doing cocaine. (laughs) Good for her, not doing cocaine. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I got, I got, you know, at this point, they're just kind of tepidly positive feelings about Katy Perry. Sure. They used to be much stronger. I see her, I see her out them, out there hawking them shoes. Yeah. And them sandals. The, sh- the shoes are bad. Oh, baby. But at the same time, I feel like, ugh, 
the blend of her and Legolas is probably going to be pretty great. Oh, right, because she's still with him, huh? Yeah, dog. Oh, uh, that'll be yeah. fun. That is an upgrade from Russell Brand, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, and, you know, yeah, Brand, you know, he's interesting to listen to, but I would say, yeah, get that Lego loose. <laughs> yeah, baby, get that Lego loose. You get it tight again. And suddenly <laughs> sadness gives way to joy as the darkness unveils its filthy musk, <laughs> its butt smell that it has surrounded me by its dirty ass, <laughs> wet ass smell that it's covered me in just oh, stinky farts <laughs> and fucking dirty shit I bombs. I don't like farts. I don't like farts. And it's now no longer... And I can see again. You guys are released from blind items for you, one more week. Thank you. You are released uh, for another week. It sounds like Holden has that thing where your two senses are intertwined. You know, like right. where people can like taste a musical note. Yes. You have that with sight and I smell. I have that with sight and smell. And but, I'll tell you but what. Smells make you not see. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what happened. And um, uh, everybody, you're welcome. And thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. And thank you guys for joining us <laughs> this week on Beige Seven. Um, I had a lot of fun and I smiled like most of it except for the part when I was crying. Yeah, when I and then that part I was crying. So yeah. Yeah, that part I was crying and I'm sorry I cried. Um, maybe, you know what, now finally I think I've I've opened up the uh, the, the, the floodgates I think it's because of pop history now I feel like my brain is like oh we can cry on podcasts and now I can't stop it so I uh, you're welcome and I'm sorry there did you, you go. did John Waters episode make John you cry? John Rivers part John two John Rivers yeah, yeah I cried and people are like why are you doing this to us and I was uh, like I don't know why but again I blame dry January a little bit I, my emotions are a lot more available right now for all the world to hear and see. And I think that everyone is happy about it. My name is Jackie Sprouse. You can follow me on Instagram at Jack That Worm. And you, we can cry more there if you guys want. <laughs> and I'm Holden McNeely. And you can find me on twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators Ho. But also, yo, y'all, seriously though, but guys, patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast. I'm sorry. Is super cool. All the cool kids are doing it. Um, every fifth person gets a little bag of Coke in the mail. <laughs> Uh, That's not true. It's that not true, but it could true. be true. If it, we get enough support, we could start doing that. <laughs> so no, that will never be true. If you guys want to find that, okay. I'll, I will give you the cocaine myself. I will show up at your door. Just fucking give us $5 a month. That part of it is not true. That part of it is not true. <laughs> My name is Molly Neffel. I'm MJKL Cat on Insta. <laughs> also, I would say never trust any cocaine you get for five bucks, especially right. if you get it in the mail. No, it will in the be mail. Cut. I will, I will be cutting it's gonna that. It's going to be anthrax. Right. It could be yeah. anthrax. No, 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 it's all very scary. I said if they're, if they're in the tri-state area, I'll fucking give it to them. Myself. But also, don't worry, has nothing to do with Coke, but you can listen to Page 7 for free on Spotify, guys. No cocaine, only Spotify. And don't forget, remember, remember the 14th of Febrenda. On February 14th, we will be scooting on over to Spotify, but you can download and listen to all of our episodes right now if you got a hoozy-daisy about it with a free account. So go ahead and follow the whole last podcast network on Spotify to get new episodes as soon as they come out. That's the ASAP I like. Not as sticky as normal sap. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Bye. 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 This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. 
For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. What do eight bags of concrete mix, a cooler full of 30-pound sea bass, and a 10-inch compound miter saw have in common? They're all things that are easier to load in and out of the bed of the new F-150. Thanks to its new available pro-access tailgate, that's also a swing gate. The new 2024 Ford F-150. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024. Pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024. Cargo and load capacity limited by weight and weight distribution. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.